Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, dum-dums? It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity because who doesn't like making money? If you want to get into the action with a trusted company that's been around for years, MyBookie is the place for you. It's easy, no hassle, mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport imaginable. MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. I'm too messed up talking about it. If you deposit today with MyBookie, they will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. If you put in $100, they will give you $50 for free. That's almost half. So go to MyBookie and sign up today with the promo code ARMCHAIR. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Well, Colin, we're doing this. It's week one. That's a true statement. Are you ready for it? I am. I am uh, probably as excited about Mizzou football this year as I have been in several years. I'm, I am fully on board the Kelly Bryant hype train. Me too. I cannot wait to see him play, even though I have to do it from Laramie, Wyoming, on a channel that yeah. I don't know how I'm going to steal it. I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to those Brad Smith days. Yeah, There's some... a level of excitement and electricity that comes with a guy who can change a game with his legs. It's really true because I think even when plays break down and guys don't get open, which we've seen a lot, in the Drew Locke era, we didn't see guys be slippery. And that's what a Kelly Bryant is and what yeah. Brad Smith was. It's slippery. All of a sudden, even though everything's going to shit, tuck that ball and make some magic happen. Yep, that's right. That's some beautiful music in the background, Colin. Are you at a Taylor Swift concert? No, I wish. <laughs> no, I'm uh, currently uh, walking around a department store. You, yeah. They still have I those? I thought everyone... Sh- awful music. Yeah. I, uh, maybe that's why everyone shops online. Might be. Yeah. It's certainly, uh, it's not what I choose. Well, do you want to hear what we've got going for our first ever midweek show of 2019? I do. Well, we've got uh, a guy named Aaron Fox, and I know you probably don't know that name, but... Uh, sure, I know that name, idiot. <laughs> I know exactly who that is, but tell me as if I didn't. Okay, I'll pretend like you don't know and tell, and tell our listeners. Yeah, sure. It's the author of a book called How Truman Found His Roar. It's a children's book. It's out just in time for football season and would make a great Christmas gift. And we, uh, we did an interview with Aaron to, uh, talk to him about how that book came about. And then, uh, more closely related to college football, we also interviewed Kevin McKinney. He is, uh, the voice of the Wyoming Cowboys and we talked to him last year and, uh, he was kind enough to join us again this year to discuss the uh, first game of the season with the Cowboys, and then, yeah. as always, Caleb the Greek is joining us to make his picks to help make our listeners wealthy, wealthy individuals. It's so, good to get Caleb do that. I mean, if he was a selfish person, he could just hoard that information and just make himself obscenely wealthy. Right. He tries to share that information with our fans, and I find that very generous of him. He's a generous man. He's a generous lover. Oh, 
You don't have to tell me, Brennan. <laughs> well, why don't we get into it? We got a lot of show for a midweek show, and uh, I'll join you in a few minutes. All right. Enjoy that uh, concert slash department store. Will do. All right. M I Z. We owe you. Gonna throw it. Slam. This bugs for you, Mizzou. Johnson, and he's gone. Touchdown, Missouri. You don't get no better than that, man. Tigers trying to turn up the tempo on second and five with a 40. Bryant with the time. The pass is caught. And a touchdown. Hand off to Roundtree running left. It's 35 to the 40. Left side on around the man. This is the Mazzotcast. All right, on the line with us now is Kevin McKinney. He's a senior associate athletic director for external operations at the University of Wyoming. And uh, he's going to tell us about these Wyoming Cowboys who we saw last year, but uh, it's going to be a much different environment. The Missouri Tigers are going to go on the road to Wyoming. I don't know that they've ever been there to Laramie. Uh, Kevin, thank you for joining us. You're more than welcome, Brendan. Uh, no, the Tigers have never been here, so we're Really excited about having them, and uh, believe me, I hope that uh, the Cowboys play a little better than they did last year in Columbia. Yeah, uh, Missouri started a little slow, but it ended up working out well. But, uh, you know, it is a different situation this year on the home turf of the Cowboys. A lot has been talked about in Missouri about the elevation. I believe the uh, the altitude is the highest Division One or FBS stadium in the country. Is that right? It is. We have uh, the Air Force Academy by, uh, I think, like 100 feet or something yeah. like that. So, uh, But we are, in fact, the highest at 7,220 feet. So there's been a lot of talk about how the Tigers have been preparing for the altitude and drinking beet juice and things like that. In your experience watching Wyoming football over the years, has the altitude played a factor in many games? And, and if so, what? how does it play into uh, visiting teams coming into Wyoming? Well, you know, that, that's, that's a really good question. I, I think that uh, uh, it possibly would be more mental than it is physical, but uh, it, it, what Wyoming's uh, uh, strategy is is to try to be in the game and maybe win in the fourth quarter. The, the opponent wears down a little bit. And, and uh, so that's uh, been the case sometimes, Brendan, but it's been the case other times that uh, the elevation didn't help as much. Yeah, <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> um, it, it, it is certainly somebody is something that everybody talks about and uh, – uh, I, I think it's probably more mental than it is physical. Well, speaking of the mental, the Tigers have a, a little advantage in um, having, I guess, a Wyoming insider on the staff, as I'm sure you're well aware, in the form of Austin Carter Samuels, who had been a uh, very successful quarterback for Wyoming. And he's talked a lot about what it will be like to play in Wyoming and how, um, you know, it's the only Division One program in the state. There's no professional football. The fans that will be there, even though it's uh, under 30,000 in that stadium, they will be raucous and ready to see an SEC team come to Laramie. Oh, yeah. Everybody's very excited about it and, and uh, looking very forward to it. We've we've been able to uh, have some, some uh, programs uh, in the last probably eight to ten years uh, at that level of Missouri, and, and it's just uh, – Awesome to have Nebraska's been here, Texas was here, Oregon, uh, Old Miss, Washington State, and, and uh, we're really um, pleased that uh, Missouri had enough respect for Wyoming to uh, return the game and come back up here. 
And and uh, Austin was a heck of a player for Wyoming, and, and we really respect him a great deal. He he uh, did a lot for the Cowboys while he was here. Hate to see him go, but uh, I imagine he's given a pretty good picture of what it's like up here. Well, and he's a valued member of uh, Coach Odom's staff and has been for a number of years now, so it's certainly been helpful in this situation, which is unusual for the Tigers to play on the road uh, against an, a non-Power 5 team, but this was set up years ago uh, during the Dave Christensen days, who has a shared history mm-hmm. both at Wyoming and Missouri, and it's it's played out a little later than was expected. I think this was an originally a, a home-and-home matchup that was planned for, like I think, 2011, 2012, right? Yeah, it was a little bit earlier, and and uh, it it was moved. Of course, Dave moved on too, so uh, that probably had. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A little bit to do with it, but we're glad it's finally here and that we're we're playing the Tigers. Yeah, and so uh, Craig Bowl has got his... uh, Wyoming team looking at 2019. What are the expectations for this team in 2019, uh, not just in this game, but for the season? Well, I, you know, I think, Brendan, that everybody's really excited about uh, the season. Uh, the Cowboys have uh, some young players in some key positions, for example, quarterback, where Sean Chambers is a redshirt freshman. But he, he played last year. He got to play in four games uh, he had been hurt earlier than that, but he he's, he played in four games and and was uh, really outstanding and effective. And I think that was kind of what got people excited about this season, just to watch him operate the offense, uh, even though it was for a short period of time. He's a very talented guy, and and uh, you know we we think that uh, he certainly has the ability and and uh, the leadership qualities to to uh, help the Cowboys. But of course. Uh, quarterbacks are, are great to have, but uh, they've got to have a lot of people around them. And, and so hopefully um, uh, Wyoming's offensive line has, has had a really good camp uh, this fall, and, and so we're, uh, we're hoping that they uh, have come together. That, of course, is a key. And, uh, you know, that, uh, I, I think that Sean has had a really good fall camp himself. Uh, I think everybody's pretty excited about how things went uh, there was a lot of improvement as i said in that offensive line and at running back and so yeah there's uh there's some real excitement and expectations uh, about this team for this year 
Well, uh, guys like Josh Allen have certainly shown that uh, quarterbacks can certainly be successful at Wyoming. And, uh, I mean, I think everybody remembers him. And I'm sure this is not a game that the Tigers are overlooking at all. And I know a lot of Tiger fans are planning to come to Wyoming and probably on their way as we speak. Give us some, uh, give Tiger fans, I guess, some uh, ideas of what are things to do outside of the football game in, in Laramie when they get there early or if they want to stay a day or two after the game. Well, uh, there's, uh, and we do have a lot of, uh, like, motorhomes and campers come in, especially with opponents like Missouri. So, uh, there'll be people, uh, certainly rolling in here, uh, today, Thursday through, uh, through Friday. But, uh, a lot of, um, uh, outdoor things to do around here. We've got, uh, a mountain range that's about 30 miles or so, a little less than 30 miles west of Laramie. A lot of lakes up there, a lot of hiking, and, uh, you know, the, the downtown atmosphere is, of course, a college town atmosphere, so that's that's a lot of fun Friday night. But uh, a lot of uh, uh, scenery uh, around this area, and uh, people like to go into the mountains. Uh, we have another a rock formation to the east of us, about 15 miles, and, and that's uh, really um, a, a popular spot for people. But most of the activities that you would uh, find around here would be outdoor activities, uh, hiking, fishing, uh, all that kind of thing. But uh, on Friday nights, especially uh, downtown is like any college town. It's uh, uh, going Jesse, and, and uh, people have a really good time. It's great you talked about all the outdoor stuff. What's the weather supposed to be like this weekend in Laramie? Is it uh, is that going to be a factor? Well, uh no no it's uh the high during the day is going to be uh predicted about 78 which is about normal for this time of year it's not humid here and it's it's not real hot of course because of the elevation so um the the evening will probably be in the 60s by the time we get to the second half of the game and so it'll be pleasant and a a, a predicted a, a real good uh, football weather day well, I think it's going to be memorable for a lot of Tiger fans because it is a place that we don't get to very often or ever. So I know a lot of Mizzou fans are going to be very interested in it, and I hope that uh, Wyoming uh, enjoys the game and we have a good one on our hands on Saturday. Well, we're certainly hopeful of the same thing. We we can't really have a repeat of last year. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we don't want that to happen at home especially. But uh, I know there are a lot of Mizzou fans coming, uh, coming up to Laramie. Uh, they're having a big tailgate themselves uh on saturday morning uh just south of the stadium so i know they'll have a good time with that and we always look forward to having uh opponents uh come that don't come here very often and uh we enjoy hosting them and hope to have a good time kevin mckinney from the university of wyoming thank you so much for joining us and telling us about what we can expect to see this weekend when the university of missouri takes its first trip to laramie wyoming to face the wyoming cowboys you are more than welcome, Brendan. Uh, nice talking to you. Out on the field, my bird's calling, singing his wild melody. Down in the canyon, cottonwood whispers a song of Wyoming for me. On the line now, children's author who wrote a new book called How Truman Found His Roar. 
Aaron Fox is on the line. Aaron, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. So uh, tell us about your book. I mean, what uh, what is it? And who is who's it uh, intended for? Age groups and things like that. What what's going on with this Truman book? It's uh, kind of an origin story for Truman. I had seen other uh, children's books for Mizzou and Truman, and they were very like introductory to the kind of Columbia in general and the university in general. So I, I kind of wanted something that was more personal to me. Uh, I've been a Mizzou fan all my life, and I went to Mizzou. And uh, since I had published my first children's book um, independently, I thought I would go through a publisher that deals uh, with mascot books exclusively, and it's uh, called Apple uh, Mascot Books. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through them, and um, it's basically a journey to uh, how Truman became the mascot of uh, Mizzou. So who do you envision this for? Like, what age group of a child do you think is, would really appeal to this book? I think the uh, the wheelhouse is going to be between five and seven. And obviously, you know, if if you're a, a young parent and you've got a young baby that you want to start out right, you can uh, you can read it to them as well. Sure, sure. Do you have uh, kids of your own? I do. Yeah, we have a four-year-old Eli and an almost one-year-old Hudson. So, have you used them as test markets for your own book? I have, although it doesn't. Uh, they don't think it's near as cool as uh, as my friends do. So. <laughs> Uh, do you illustrate the books as well, or is that someone else? No, I wish I could. It would save me a lot of money. But uh, <laughs> the the first one was done by a local graphic artist, and this one, since it came through the publisher, they actually hooked me up with a illustrator out of Ireland, <laughs> which I'm really um, I'm really amazed by the artwork because they they nail a lot of Columbia's landmarks, and I just basically had sent them pictures <laughs> of like Booches and Shakespeare's. Norm Stewart makes an appearance in the book, so um, that that was what she had the most trouble with was Norm, because I <laughs> probably foolishly wanted it to be perfect, and it's probably better that it's not perfect anyway. Well, I mean, if you get a you know six foot plus old white guy, I mean, I think a lot of people in Columbia will make the connection. Right, and I, you know, we use the word norm in there, so I think I think it'll uh, I think it'll connect with a lot of people. And I wanted to be the timing of the book to be vague because it's kind of the origin story of Truman, and he started as the mascot, I think, in 1982, if I'm not mistaken. So it's kind of I, sh- I showed pictures of Norm, you know, back in back in the storm and Norman heyday. So hopefully that that comes through as well. Have you uh, had any interaction with the university itself when you produce this book, or is it independent of the um, athletic department or anything? I guess that's kind of a yes and no situation because we did have to get it licensed, and they did have to approve it. But I think that goes through a very specific committee at Mizzou, so it's not necessarily endorsed by the athletic department, although I'm you know, working as many connections as I can through the university. Um I've uh, started some relationships with the Alumni Association to kind of get the word out there that it exists in the first place. I think it's going to be not necessarily featured in the Alumni Magazine, but at least mentioned in it here coming up soon. So It's out now, right? It is. uh, What happened was they did a printing of it, the initial print run, and I got half of the copies to my house. And so I've been um, giving those to people. They were, I had a little uh, campaign to raise money. And so people that donated have gotten their books already. And it's at a lot of stores in Columbia. 
and it just got put onto Amazon a couple weeks ago, so that's really taken off for me also. The official release date from the publisher, which I don't really understand why they delay it so long, but it's not till September 10th. If you purchase books on Amazon, you can get it through there, and if you're in Columbia, like if you go to the bookstore, you come in town for a football game, it'll be there. So, so Just in time for football season. Absolutely. So we've been talking about uh, the new statue that's going into the south end zone and some of the controversy that surrounded that. Are you familiar with the sculpture that they're putting into the south end zone? I saw, you know, I did see a picture of it, and I I thought it should be controversial because I think it looks not like anything else at Mizzou, but... (laughs) I, all I've heard is people that have been praising it. So Oh, well, see, there's a lot of social media um, backlash on it. So my question to you was, what is a better tiger? Is it the tiger that they're erecting in statue form on the south end zone, or is it Truman the Tiger in the illustrations of your book? Oh, it's definitely the illustrations. Now, they are uh, they're hand-drawn uh, and hand-painted, mm-hmm. so it's hard to get the same... Um, the same look in all of them. It's not not necessarily like doing a uh, a comic strip or a a comic book. It's not rote memory. So you may see some some little inconsistencies here or there, but uh, for the most part, it's. Uh, I think she really nailed Truman. So a uh, big question I think I have is anywhere in the story, front to back, is there a part where Truman disembowels a Jayhawk? You know, I did, um, I questioned in my mind back and forth whether I should even mention that mm-hmm. place to the West, and I do, and it's it's totally tongue-in-cheek, as you can expect. It's He gets lost looking for the Kansas City Zoo and uh, makes his way a little too far into, it's kind of a, most of the pages are bright and sunshiny and and colorful, and that one is very dark and gloomy. Sure, as it appropriate. It looks like the uh, the forest from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, perfect. That's I think that's uh, just good art. So it's, you, it's my favorite page in the whole thing for sure. So, <laughs> so you say you're going to be you're available on Amazon. You're going to be at bookstores and around the Columbia area. Is there anything else about this book that I guess will surprise readers? What? How is it different? I know that there's another Truman the Tiger uh, children's book that I've seen at the bookstores in years past. How is it different than anything that's been made before? Um, well, I don't. I mean, um, I have read those, and obviously, anything about about Truman and Mizzou is, uh, you know, I have eaten it up and I, I know all Mizzou fans do, but I think this one is a little more, it shows some of the, more of the personality from Columbia and the university, I think. And, and just if you, if you grew up and you know, like what Truman is and what he represents and, uh, what the university means to you. I mean, my wife is an alum also, and she cried the first time I showed her the final draft. So it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's more emotional, I think, for people than just, um, I think a lot of the earlier Truman books, there was nothing wrong with them, but I think they were sort of similar to something you might see for, say, Mike the Tiger out of LSU or, you know, other mascots around the country. So the book is available, I think it's fourteen ninety five. And would you say, it's safe to say, would you stand by the statement that if you don't purchase this book for your child or friend's child or loved one, you hate Mizzou and you're a bad fan? I don't know that I would word it quite that way, but yes. Okay. Yes, that is probably very accurate.
I think that's the best way to end this interview, I, I guess, is, you know, just to let people know that if they don't get it, um, there's a cloud hanging over them somehow. <laughs> and you, you uh, at least look at the picture of Jayhawk land and realize that that's, that's where you live. Yeah, it's educational. I mean, what if kids grew up and didn't know what an awful place that was? You know, what if they were never told right. that? They could yeah. end up wandering there. And that would be awful. So, well, thank you, uh, Aaron Fox, for joining us and uh, telling us a little bit about how Truman found his roar uh, available soon in bookstores and already online at Amazon.com. And uh, I hope that's a big seller for you. And I think it's a perfect Christmas gift coming up this year. Thanks for having me. Saddle up for old Wyoming Folks there were a smile Can't wait to meet a saddle pal Or a waiting bride I wanna hear the lonesome call Of the coyote cry Wyoming wind is calling me home On the line now to do his world-famous gambling picks. Caleb the Greek is here to join us for Caleb the Greek Pick of the Week. When you see that Vegas line, you want to make your wallet fat. All the boys and girls like they want to get them some of that. It's the bearded lady pleaser. It's the best picks of the week. All you sons of bitches get rich with the man. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Caleb the Greek, Caleb the Greek. Caleb, what do you got for us this week? Oh, we got lots of games this week. I mean, it's a real opening of college football. That's right. Let's get a little standby here. We got Purdue playing Nevada. And we have have Purdue, a a six-and-a-half point favorite. But I'm going to tell you to take the six-and-a-half with Nevada. I think they cover that game. What an odd game to choose, Caleb. Caleb, what's the fucked up matchups? It is very odd, but, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Your funds are high. You know, get what they get is good. Get rich or die trying, bitches. All right, so you say Nevada and the six and a half points. Uh, the coin, it, as always, we have a 2005 Kansas coin, which depicts their you know state emblem, which is a prairie dog raping the corpse of a child, obviously. And it will uh, pick now. Tails. The coin says tails, which means Nevada. The coin agrees with Caleb. Simpatico. All right. Moving on. We've got West Virginia playing James Madison with a over-under total of 52 and a half. I'm going to take the over in this game. Over-under thunder. You say the over. Let's see. The coin is going to say heads over, tails under. It agrees with you again. Over. This year, you and the coin are simpatico. I already said that, idiot. All right. Third game up. You're really going to like this one. I doubt that. We've got Portland State versus Arkansas. Yeah. Portland State is catching 28 and a half points. Take them. I like this pick, too, because uh, Arkansas will win this game. 
but uh, they're a shitty, shitty team, and they're not going to be covering any 28-point spreads. I don't care who they're playing. The Hogs will be lucky to score 28. Now, I don't know much about Portland State besides, you know, scores and things I looked up last year. I've never actually watched them play a fucking football game because they're Portland State. But anyway, they're going to... uh, they're not going to get beat by 30 by Arkansas. It's yeah. not happening. Upset special. Yeah, I don't even know if they're in Portland, Maine, or Portland, Oregon. They could be on either I hope, coast. I hope, I hope it's Portland, Maine. <laughs> I, hope it's, I hope it's 53 white guys that show up with Boston accents down there <laughs> and fucking lose by seven. Chowna. Yeah. That'd be perfect for everybody. All right, the coin uh, is going to say heads for Arkansas, tails for Portland State. And the coin says Arkansas. It likes Arkansas even giving up 28 points. So you aren't. Oh, that, that coin's a fucking water hand. That's no anything. Pocket change trash talk. That's right. I like that there's a difference now. What's next on the docket? Here comes uh, one of my favorites of all time. We got Syracuse playing the Jerry Falwell Jr. Liberty team. <laughs> Hallelujah. Syracuse is a 16 and a half point favorite in this game. Syracuse covers those 16 and a half points. Fuck Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> Did you see this week in, in, in the news that Jerry Falwell Jr. paid another young blonde man $2 million? I don't know what it is about that guy, but he sure likes young cool boys. <laughs> I, I think we all respect them at least. Would you like some more sunscreen on your back, Mister Falwell? Absolutely. It wouldn't you know, keep giving that guy your money. He'll keep using it wisely. <laughs> I agree, Caleb. Um, you know, I, it wouldn't be college football season if Caleb and Reed weren't picking Syracuse. Go Orangemen! <laughs> all right, and uh, the coin thinks uh, head Syracuse. Tails, fuck who is Syracuse playing? Fallwell, fucking Stallions. What are the, what's their mascot? Think it's the two guys having sex. <laughs> the Charlatans. So it's Syracuse versus the Charlatans. The coin thinks. So the coin picks Syracuse. So okay, that breaks the streak. You guys are in agreement on this one. Uh, what's next? All right, close to home, Missouri and Wyoming. With the over under, the best I found was fifty three points. Taking the over in this one. <laughs> I think Kelly Bryant is going to uh, pour it on, huh? Uh, I think both teams are going to pour it on. <laughs> not confident in the uh, Tiger defense? No, not at 7,000 feet. Let's see. The coin here says uh, heads for over, tails for under. And the coin says over. It also likes that. You guys are pretty... I mean, I think that's four in agreement and two disagreeing. So uh, we'll start off. We'll start off the year of spring. Can we all just get along? Okay. Next is another one I like. We got Memphis playing Old Miss. I'm gonna give you two bets on this. One. It's a twofer. I'm gonna tell you to take the over in this game, and I don't really care what the number is, but it's like 62. But take the over. <laughs> And then take Memphis and the seven and a half points are getting. You do not believe that Ole Miss's defense is going to be any better than last year. No, I do not. And I think Memphis is as good offensively as they were last year, and they put points on everyone. I have I got bad news, Caleb. I I actually did bet on this game, and I chose Ole Miss. 
plus the six points. Never go against the Greek. Gave to a gal that went to school there. There's a gal. <laughs> That's true, but I put my money on the line. Yeah, well, you put your money on a lot of things, according to her. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's see. The coin says old Miss will be heads and Memphis will be tails. The coin likes old Miss. So you guys are in disagreement on that one. Coin's on my right. side. Last game. And I think this is a Friday night game or a Thursday night game. I might get you an early one here. It's one I was just kind of skimming through and saw. Um, another team that I like to bet on. We've got UCLA traveling to Cincinnati to play football. Hmm. That is a game no one cares about. Absolutely no one. No one cares about this one. But since he is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think since he covers this game, they cover those two-and-a-half points, take Cincy. All right. Wasn't that many years ago UCLA used to be good at football? Yeah. they At one point they were good at football and basketball and other things like that. And then they're fucking terrible at everything. Plus they have to travel during the week to Cincinnati and nobody from California ever wants to go to Cincinnati. That's a good point. Coin says UCLA heads, Cincinnati tails. It likes UCLA. I like it when you and the coin fight. That's my favorite. Yeah, well, he's a good puncher. I'm a good puncher. We'll see who's got the biggest jaw. (laughs) I suppose so. Uh, Well, we're going to keep track of your uh, picks versus the coins all year long to see if you, Caleb the Greek, make better selections than a completely fucking random coin. Well, we can only hope and... Kids, make your money this weekend. Get your get your bankroll up, and then you can put some big money down later in the year. That's just good advice. All right, that's that's the uh, sage advice of the week from Caleb the Greek. Pick of the week. Well, Colin, you feel smarter? I mean, yeah. I, I virtually couldn't get any dumber. So, <laughs> uh, any information, as long as it's you know factual information, is improving my intellect. How do you feel about week one? I mean, we are big, heavy-duty favorites in this game, even though we're on the road and playing in um, outer space, according to the elevation, apparently. Well, um, I think, like in all things, it's, it's a no-win situation for Tigers and a little bit, you know, unless they win by, unless they completely trounce Wyoming. Everybody's going to take a dump on them. You know, so it's, it's important that they trounce Wyoming to keep people from, you know, going down that road. When we played Missouri State a couple of years ago, and we saw very quickly that not our defense might have some flaws, and it just it just set the, uh, the season off on the wrong foot. So I, I want to see them uh, manhandle Wyoming, strangle the life right out of them, like I do hobos on the weekend. <laughs> That's right. And I'll tell you what else I want to see. I want to see Kelly Bryant kick a little ass and then sit for three quarters. Wow, three quarters, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hope I hope we're kicking that much ass in the first quarter that we can <laughs> take him out for the three quarters. That'd be great. Sure, absolutely. So I, I, honestly, selfishly, I'd like to employ more than that. Yeah, but I'd like to see the motherfucker on ice until it really matters. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And uh, it, from all accounts, our uh, our backup quarterbacks need some seasoning, so it might be a good thing to get them a little time in that game. Well, Colin, I've got a lot of alcohol in the studio ready for it. We never really even mentioned that uh, um, we have a brand new studio. Yeah, we do. And uh, it's still, don't worry, 100 feet below for a field, but it's just in 
Just refurbished. Yeah, just refurbed. And then uh, we also haven't really mentioned that uh, for the second year, we're doing a survivor pool or a knockout pool, whatever you want to call it, uh, for our listeners who uh, want to follow along with the SEC games and pick against their fellow Mazodcast listeners for some mm-hmm. minor, minor prizes. Yeah. Well, surprises nonetheless. Some of them are from Every True Son, which is a online shop which sells Mizzou gear, and uh, they've been generous enough to give us a hefty discount of twenty five percent to all our listeners who type in the t- promo code Mizodcast at checkout. So uh, do that, and uh, you'll be able to get cool gear, and we'll be able to give gear away to the winners of our survivor pool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was just uh, literally telling you before we started recording, like, huh? That's that, a uh, clothing line. Is- Cool. Like I look at some of their stuff. Like I'm legitimately happy we're sponsored by them, and yeah. I appreciate the discount, which I will be using. Absolutely. All right, Colin. Let's sign off and get ready for uh, game day, which is only I guess it's tonight. Clemson starts, but it's it's football weekend. Let's do it. M I Z. V O U. Call an angry, call smash.